0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right <laughs> We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Yes. There's going to be the thinking of, okay, once fans are allowed back in the stands, boy, they're just going to flood into these arenas and stadiums. And while that may be to some, might be to others, the Brooklyn Nets last night against Memphis, they just didn't care. So if they don't care, then why should I care? You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Bagels and Abbott Beats with here is truly Scott Wetzel on this last day of 2020. How about that? Thursday, December 31st. Sitting in for the next two glorious hours. Taking your phone calls as we always do. 844-843-6879. Well, we don't on Mondays really. 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website oppositepicks.com hit the contact scott icon and fire away emails tweets phone calls little youtube chat as well right here again on a bagels and bad beats on a thursday december 31st well the ass kicking he deserved trouble for clemson the country's in trouble real trouble when i tell you what i found out yesterday only in new york nfl rundown dropping the ball literally bird brains in washington again uh, leaving Boston, driving to nowhere, Johnny Field Goal is back, and women livers take one step forward and now three steps back. And we'll get to all those stories, push your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on the Bagels and Bad Beats for a Thursday, December 31st. Well, what do we get to, to start the program off? Uh, what's going on, my friends, LLs, loyal listeners? Got a little college football. We got some NBA news to get to. We're going to check out all the NFL lines. Got some uh, interesting lines for this weekend's games. You got more and more players that are, uh, you know, opting out is the word that people use with college football and uh, some of this other stuff. But uh, Pat Mahomes now is not playing for Kansas City. So. Uh, if, if you bought into, you know, maybe Kansas City tanking him but not having it officially announced, then you got a pretty good line there. And now that uh, he says he's not playing Chad Henney is starting a quarterback, you'll probably get yourself a fat little middle in that football game. Um, So we got some NFL stuff. We want to run down some of those things, uh, some more college football news, LeBron James in the news, and and everything else. Got to start with with the college football before we get to the NBA, because you had a pretty good game last night, and and, and really, it's it's not the game that matters. It's the stuff afterwards. Cotton Bowl last night, Oklahoma ends up blitzing Florida 55-20, Kyle Trask. Uh, Heisman Trophy Finals had three interceptions in the first quarter alone. Now, he ended up with three, but that that really was the ball game. although they did cut the lead to 17-13 late second quarter. But if there was a difference, if it wasn't that first quarter, it was uh, Oklahoma scoring two touchdowns in the final four minutes of the half. Instead of going into halftime, trailing only 17-13 and surviving that first quarter disaster, one of those interceptions returned for a touchdown Instead, it's thirty one13 and for all intents and purposes, that was the ball game. as uh, Oklahoma rattled off 38 straight points. And from the point it was 17-13, 38 straight points, ball game. Again, those two touchdowns in the final four minutes of the first half has sealed the deal. You know, it was a dopey game in that, you know, you wonder why some of these college coaches who can be so successful don't cut it in the NFL when they make the transition. Last night's game is a perfect example. Now, if I told you Oklahoma won this game by 35 You'd probably think, you know, uh, Florida's offense couldn't do anything. You know, Florida went into the game knowing that their four best receivers uh, weren't going to be able to play. So you would have thought, right, that the game plan for Florida going into this football game would be, let's run the ball. You know, Oklahoma's got great offense. Their defense stinks. So if we're not going to be able to throw the football because our four best receivers can't play. Uh, then let's try and run the football, all right? How about, how about that? Well, well, I guess they couldn't run the ball, right, Scott? So they had to throw. That's where created all those interceptions. No, no. Now, not only did they run, not only were they able to run the ball, they ran for two hundred and fifty yards. But they kept on throwing and throwing and throwing. It was almost like they were trying to force feed Kyle Trask down our throat. And as I'm sitting there watching this game, I'm saying to myself, what are you doing, Dan Mullen? What, kind of, what a bozo. I mean, you're having success running the ball. You don't have any receivers. You're trying to kill the clock. You're trying to maintain possession to keep it away from the Oklahoma-grade offense because your defense blows. And here they are throwing and throwing and throwing. And in the process, they were averaging over six yards a carry. I mean, run the football. It, it doesn't take a genius to figure out if you're not. If you don't have your four best receivers, you shouldn't go into a game trying to get into a shootout with a team. You should try and counter that team by ball control. I mean, it's simple X's and O's. I, I, I tell you, it's just amazing. It's Just absolutely amazing. And don't tell me, well, it's Kyle Trask. I get all that stuff. Well, you take uh, four receivers away from any quarterback, I don't care who you are, you know, on such short notice. And, and these wide receivers for Florida, boy, they couldn't catch a cold, for goodness sake. They were dropping passes left and right. Uh, you know, after the first couple of possessions, they should have realized, all right, even if we're dumb enough to think we can start throwing the ball in this game, we should get change our game plan. And they weren't even able to do that. And, and that's why these coaches, I, I've said it a thousand times, you know, you put American money on Florida last night. You got what you deserve because even you don't have your four best receivers and you're a throwing team, it's dumb to put money on that club. But it, it, I've said it a thousand times. You know, these college coaches, they have to prepare for two games, maybe, maybe three, and that's it. And they get exposed when they get to the, some of these key games like Oklahoma, like, like Dan Mullen did last night. So maybe the bad thing is just getting started. to this game for Dan from the NFL more and everything. Coming
0: up. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football, the goal line. Baseball, on plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, right here. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Some young guys rotating in with that defensive line there. Second and
1: two. Stevenson. The outside the block. Stodner
0: pushes ahead, kept his balance, dances his way in. Every which way. Ramondre Stevenson. Tiny steps.
1: Bagels and Bad Beats on a Thursday morning, last day of 2020. Thank goodness for that, right? 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number. We'll open up the phones here in a little bit again. 844-843-6879. As we had a little Cotton Bowl action last night in which uh, Oklahoma trashed a uh, Florida fifty-five to twenty. Again, it's it's not the game. It was to be expected. You know, Florida's playing without their best uh, receivers. Uh, but but Kyle Trask. I didn't realize how much Kyle Trask looks like Tim Tebow until uh, they were showing him afterwards. I haven't seen him before, but the uh, that same kind of jawline. But anyway, that said, uh, Trask ends up throwing three interceptions. Ball game basically over early. You saw from the get go, and uh, the game plan was just idiotic for Florida and and, and Dan Mullen. And and then afterwards, Mullen. He's a bit, I didn't realize he was as much of a bozo as he is. He he really has some issues. I don't know how long he's going to last there. When everything is said and done, this was a very disappointing season. You You go eight and four. You end up with four losses with that football team. That's a head-scratcher. There, there was way too much talent on that team to end up with four losses. You know, you, you could excuse losing to Alabama. You know, they showed what they're capable of doing, but they lose to LSU. They lose to Texas A&M. Now they lose to Oklahoma. Basically, they lost to every good team they they played. That's the bottom line. Any team that presented any kind of a challenge, again, these coaches get exposed. You know, you and I could coach a team over Vanderbilt or over Missouri or any other dopey team, even in the SEC. But when they face the big boys, you know, they beat Georgia. Now, that was the one team that, okay, they did a nice job against. So they were one and four against real teams. Uh, they they went one and four. And that's why Dan Mullen might not last there very long. But, you know, after the game, he's telling the world that basically, as he said before in previous games, that the, the game was meaningless to him. Uh, his quotes, I kind of viewed, I don't know, maybe this is wrong. That wasn't the 2020 football team that you saw, meaning out there. Uh, There were 25 guys missing off the 2020 football team out there tonight. That was kind of a kickstart for us for the future, an opportunity for the young guys to play. He said the last game the 2020 team played was 11 days ago, meaning the SEC championship game against Alabama. I, I mean that that is so dumb. Uh, that's your team, you know. Whether and it, listen, this wasn't an all COVID nineteen situation. He had seven guys opt out because they didn't want to play because they wanted to prepare for the draft or not risk injury in essence for for the draft. So it, it's not just a COVID nineteen. You know that's a knock on you as the head coach. You got seven prominent players who don't want to play for you because they're more concerned about making money in the NFL. That that's a knock on you and the program, not necessarily the entire situation. It's it's not an excuse. You're at fault here. It's for you screwing up, and then you wanting to use that as an excuse while your team got its ass kicked. I mean that that's that's just pathetic. That really is. And listen, if I had a dollar for every time. You know, I'm reading the story about how this team beat the other team despite missing 10, 15, some cases 20. You know, Virginia Tech's playing football games, missing 20-plus players. We saw that all year long. And somehow or another, those teams were able to win or at least be competitive. I mean, it was remarkable sometimes when you read some of the the, uh, stories, uh, the post-game stories about how the team ended up, you know, missing 15 guys, literally 20 guys. Now, maybe not all starters, but still, you know, 15, 20 guys is 15, 20 guys, no matter how you slice it. And yet they still perform that Saturday. So for him to want to use that as an excuse for last night's uh, debacle, of t- a 35-point setback, that that's just, it's a bad look for Mullen. It's a bad look for the team. You're making excuses. No one wants to hear that stuff. He says they could have opted out and not to play the football game, but they, they decided they wanted to because the kids wanted to play. Well, then, then there you go. You know, if the kids wanted to play and you're dumb enough to play, despite being shorthanded, if that's what you really thought, then then shame on you then. Uh, don't use, again, don't use that as an excuse. I mean, that's the one thing you teach your kids. No excuses. You do something, go ahead and do it. If you fail, you fail. But don't come up with excuses afterwards. You know, it's the same guy uh, that, that was calling for fans one weekend. And then the next weekend, uh, you know, the team got the virus and they had to miss a game. Uh, this is the same man that created a bench-clearing brawl against Missouri by running onto the field yelling and screaming at the Mizzou players before halftime. This is the same guy uh, that said their game against LSU really didn't mean anything because they had to beat Alabama regardless the following week. I mean, this guy's a bird brain. He, he, he really is a knucklehead. I, I mean, it's just amazing. And now he wants to say that this game was lost because he didn't have all his players. I mean, just one excuse, one dumb statement after another. I, I didn't realize Dan Mullen was this wacky. I, I really didn't. But I got to tell you, every time he opens up his mouth, he, he sounds dumber and dumber. So, you know what? Uh, you got your ass kicked. Take it like a man. Just say you got things that you can work on for next year. And the circumstances were what they were. We came here. We wanted to play. We gave it a shot. And you know what? Uh, things didn't work out for us. That's what you say. You don't say afterwards about how you lost all these players and we didn't really want to play the game, but we decided to because some of the kids did, but we really didn't have to, uh, blah, 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 you know. I I wonder, you know, if a good old paycheck for being in the Cotton Bowl played a little role in this as well. Because I got a feeling, don't know for sure, but I have a pretty good feeling that if they did not show up, then the conference and the team would not be getting that paycheck for being in the Cotton Bowl. So why don't you really spell it out? That's probably what was what the, the, the driving force behind this, not necessarily the players, but, you know, even if it was the players, to use that as an excuse afterward, very weak, very, very weak for Dan Mullen. It's a team that I was rooting for. No, no, nothing major, but, you know, I rooted for those Tebow teams, rooted for the Spurrier teams, you know, just kind of like Florida, You know, no big deal. Uh, and, and in the end, at the end of the season, I was rooting against them. It's amazing just because the head coach is a knucklehead. Clemson's in a little bit of a bind here as they get set for Ohio state for uh, tomorrow's game, their offensive coordinator will miss because he has uh, COVID-19. So he can't go to the game. Didn't show up in New Orleans yesterday. Um, You know, I I don't quite understand this. Now, uh, first off, he calls the plays and and listen, when you got Trevor Lawrence, I don't think it's that big a deal, but he's been calling the plays for six years. So, you know, you used to have that continuity. I'm sure they would prefer him being there. Don't get me wrong, but, um, I don't know why college football and the NFL for that matter doesn't allow people to call plays from home. And you might be saying, Well, what, what do you mean, John? Well, what's the difference when you think about it, right? I mean, if the guy can be calling plays from upstairs in a press box, why not have him be able to call plays from home? Well, what's the difference? You're you're not down on the field, you're not dealing with the players, you're you're doing it over headsets or a phone. So, I mean, this is 2020, last night, checked, soon to be 2021. We have the technology for uh, this guy, Tony Elliott, to be on a phone and calling into the game down in the Warlands, right? I mean, it's not that big a deal. Who cares where you're at? You have special access to things at home that you wouldn't have at the stadium? I don't think so. You got computers at the stadium, right? Uh, any kind of stat or figure or you want to watch the game on TV, it's it's all there. I've been in some of these press boxes. I've been in some of these coaches' boxes. I mean, they're pretty extensive, but you don't have anything extra at home that you wouldn't be able to have at the game. So why why can't you call the game from home? Uh, I, I, when coaches were getting injured and, and, and stuff and the COVID, uh, you know, I mentioned this with Nick Saban uh, when he missed the game. I, why can't he call it from home? What's the difference? Who cares where you're at? Again, you, you don't have access to anything at home that you wouldn't have at the stadium. Doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, you know, why not? I mean, what's what's the big deal, right? I mean, no harm for for coaching at home. What's the difference? So I, I don't quite get that. I I really don't, but you know what? Uh he can't do it for whatever reason, so they're going to have to have some of the other guy. I don't think it's that that big a deal, but it does throw a little wrinkle into, you know, Clemson's, you know, quest to, to knock off Ohio State, which I think they will do tomorrow. Uh I, I'm starting to buy in I was buying in early, dead I wasn't, but after watching Ohio State play a real football team in Northwestern and seeing them struggle, I got it. there's a reason why Clemson is over a touchdown favorite in this football game. All right, Open phones all morning long and it's Thursday, December 31st.
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com this is the sports grid radio network yeah you know i haven't really thought about necessarily what, what my legacy would be i've just been Um, trying to live in the moment these past three years and trying to be the best I can be whatever moment I'm in so that's been my mindset and I think that um, helps you leave a legacy if you just try to live and um, be your best in every moment but I mean at the end of the day I just want people to say I want people to speak to my character more than the type of player I I am or I was or whatever Um, I want to just be be a good person and I think that's the, the number one goal for me and then Obviously, the play and um, all the accolades, all that stuff kind of will eventually speak for itself. And um, But that's really not the, the main thing for me, is just being a good person, being a good teammate. Uh, I hope that's what people say about me when um, whenever I leave here.
1: Vegas and Bad Beats on this Thursday morning, 26 past the hour. Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. You know that all sounds fine and dandy, uh, and maybe you could do that in college. But uh, you know, once once you get to the NFL, no one no one really cares. I Hate to break it to you, Trevor, but the, we got criminals up and down the lineup in, in in the NFL. We we care about winning as a fan. You know, we don't care. We got enough Tyree kills in the league to show you that we don't really care about your off the field stuff and your character and anything else. You know what? It, win some football games. You don't hear any Kansas City Chef fan complaining about Tyree kill and his relationship with his girlfriend. Do you? No, not at all? You know, as long as he catches those footballs and scores those touchdowns, uh, sadly, you go ahead and do whatever the fudge you want to do. So, you know, he's living this life. Maybe it's better that he does go to Jacksonville for many different reasons. And one of those is just the attention uh, won't be as crazy as it would have been had he been a New York Jet quarterback. There's no two ways about that. So uh, our poll question is up. Must see TV this weekend. Pick one to watch. Alabama, Notre Dame. Trevor Lawrence, Clemson, Ohio State, L.A. Rams, Arizona Cardinals, or the proverbial other? Uh, get your vote in uh, at opposite picks. O p p o s i t e picks. P i c k s. One of the others that is in is uh, reruns of All in the Family. Uh, yes. You know what? You're right about that. I would take reruns over all those games because most of those games figured to be blowouts for one way or the other, or bad football games. So uh, give me reruns of Archie and Edith any day of the week, any day of the week. So, yeah. And back to what I was saying here about this college football stuff with the coordinator. You know, two things. One. I don't understand why the guy, Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator, Clemson, can't be at the game because he's got COVID-19. All right. So and supposedly, according to Dabo Swinney, who said on the four letter network that he doesn't uh, have any symptoms. He just tested positive. So No one ever has symptoms anymore. It's amazing. That's the like the end thing. Everyone has it. But somehow or another, no one has any symptoms. But fine. OK, you don't have any symptoms. Uh, why can't he be, you know, able to call plays from home? What's the difference? You're on a telephone, you're on a headset. You, know, you don't have access to anything more than what you would have if you were at the game itself. So why not? I don't understand why you can't do that. And the other thing is that I brought out previously this year is I don't understand why they can't find a press box for him. Well, he's got COVID-19, Scott. Yeah, I understand. But you know what? There's going to be basically an empty stadium. There's 50 zillion press boxes, you know, uh, suites where, where uh, you know, fans and uh, dignitaries and uh, sponsors have normally set their shops up. But there's got to be one right there. And, you know, the Clemson has to have a number of them. And when you eliminate half the people that are normally being at these bowl games, there's got to be one where you're saying, OK, Tony Elliott, offensive coordinator, Clemson, you get to the football game. Four hours, four, you got at least four hours before the game. I know you got to sit there and do nothing, but you know what? We'll set you up with some chicken nuggets. No, no big deal. You know, but if you want to be there, you come in with your COVID-19, come in some big suit. You get there well before anybody else. You sit there, you call the game. You're going to have to stay there a good two, three hours after the game. Let everybody point and clear out and then you leave. Do you think if they presented that offer to Clemson, do you think they'd say okay, we'll we'll take it? Right? I, I would think they would. You know, so you know, we can have this debate on what COVID-19 is and how severe it is and all, but I'm not going to, you know, get into that. But what I am saying to you is that there's no reason why this is a national semifinal game. You're basically in an empty stadium anyway. There has to be some press box that Tony Elliott can use. To be in there all by himself, set himself up way before anyone else gets into the facility, stay until everyone else is gone from the facility, and be able to coach the football game. I, I, You know, if it's a normal Vandy versus Missouri game, okay, I get it. But this is a semi-final game. You know, make exceptions. You Use a little logic. Okay, you know, we have people walking around. I know you're supposed to be quarantined. I get that. But, you know, there are precautions that you can make. You know, you don't get on a plane with the Clemson football team. Drive down all by yourself, right? It's not that, that far from South Carolina to New Orleans. If you want to be there, you can do it, right? You know, make sure you don't come in contact with anybody, and then there you go. It it, it, it doesn't seem that difficult. Again, allow the coach and call plays from home one, or if, if you're dead set against that, you got to be at the stadium, then open up one of those press boxes and allow him to be in there all by himself. And make sure he's there before people show up, and make sure he stays there until people leave, and boom, there you go. And then once he leaves, then you quarantine, then you you uh, uh, you know you you shower down if you will, however you want to do it. You clean the, the press box. You know the press box is ten by ten. It's not very big. Literally, it's like ten by ten. You know, I, I went to my local library yesterday and it was shut down. i was like, what the fudge? You know what, what's going on? Well, someone inside uh, had the the uh, the COVID-19, so we got to clean the facility. All right, all right, fine. You know that's cool. Understand that. No, the, the library is, is uh, you know, 30 times bigger than a, a 10 by 10 press box. So if they can clean a library, then I would think they'd be able to clean a 10 by 10 press box, right? Because the library is going to be open, he said, either today or tomorrow. So, I mean, it really, sometimes you just wonder, you know, how they just drop the ball on some of these things to just like say, all right, we can't do it. There, There you go. There's no thinking outside the box. There's no, well, how can we make this happen? It's amazing how – the world just shuts down. You know, I have this argument with my kids all the time. You let the easiest thing stop you in your tracks. Don't don't allow the COVID-19 to stop the guy in the tracks. Put him in a suit and we, 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 he looks like a spaceman, for goodness sakes, if that's what it takes. It's a semifinal game. Man. Speaking of dropping a ball, uh, Wisconsin beat Wake Forest yesterday, 42-28 in the afternoon in the uh, Mayo Bowl. Noon game on a Wednesday afternoon. You talk about nobody taking notice, right? But Wisconsin wins. We were on the over. So cha-ching, cha-ching. Both overs hit yesterday. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, we've had a nice little run of favorites and overs covering, which is generally bad news for the boys in Vegas and a fan duel. So we've had four straight games now where it's the favorite and the over. So that combination hit earlier today with Wisconsin and a 42-28 game. They're celebrating the game afterwards, and then the quarterback Graham Mertz dropped uh, the Lennox crystal shaped piece of trophy that they had uh, shattering it in pieces. So I, I thought that was kind of funny. You know, this is not the first time that's happened. I, I You know, these bozos that put these uh, crystal pieces on these trophies. I mean, do they not realize that the thing can fall off? Do they not realize that the, it's going to be manhandled by, you know, 75 football players and a bunch of coaches that chances are, unless this thing is, you know, forget about uh, using glue. I mean, just lock it down do something or don't hand them the right one, right? You know, don't, don't give them the lettuce crystal one. You know, give them a plastic one that they can throw around a little bit. So they, they dropped it and shattered it to pieces. And I don't know how, but somehow or another, they kind of glued it all back together again. Reminded me of the Christmas story with the lamp, right? When the lamp collapses somehow or another because the wife knocked it off the stand by accident. Yeah, sure she did. Um, you know, he was able to glue it all together, and then he put the lid back on. I always wondered, you know, why? After gluing the leg all back together, how come he didn't give the leg, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes for the glue to dry, right? I mean, he automatically put the lid right back on, and then the whole thing collapsed again. But uh, that, that's what this thing kind of reminded me. They, they picked up all the pieces somehow or another because it was, like, shattered, and yet somehow or another was able to glue it all together. So, But uh, Whiskey Beats uh, Wake uh, 42 to 28. Uh, NBA yesterday had a couple of things, including good old Becky Hammond making history. How about that? She becomes the first woman to act uh, as head coach during the game last night. Spurs and Lakers. Uh, Lakers win 121-107. Greg Popovich gets kicked out of the game for arguing a call in the second quarter. I don't know what his first technical foul was over, but the second one was a farce. Uh, there was a Spurs player that drove to the lane. He fell to the ground, as all NBA players do. Now, they all flop, right, to draw a foul. A replay showed he wasn't even close to being hit. It was not a foul at all. It was right in front of the Spurs bench. So Popovich goes nuts, you know, pretending, I imagine, that he's upset. He gets himself kicked out second quarter, right, and uh, hands the reins over to uh, Becky Hammond, who in the process then becomes the first woman to ever basically act uh, as NBA head coach. Good for her, right? Good for the movement and everything else. Well, I suppose. Uh, But I do believe it was orchestrated, you know, and and I don't like anything that's orchestrated. It's not natural. It's not normal. It wasn't in the flow of the game. It wasn't, you know, eventually this was going to happen if she was going to be the first assistant. Last year it was Tim Duncan, but Duncan's not on the squad anymore. Uh, He didn't want to be an assistant coach anymore. So she became the lead assistant. So it was going to happen somewhere along the line. But, you know, make it legit. You know, there was no foul on the play. That that was as clear as day. It's in the second quarter of a relatively close game. Why would any head coach get himself kicked out? You know, especially a guy like Popovich, he knows the first halves of these NBA games are meaningless, right? You're not going to get yourself kicked out of an NBA game. You know, maybe some inexperienced head coach would, but we all realize the first half means absolutely nothing. So he did it on purpose. No two ways about it. Just to have Hammond be able to be the head coach. So, Congratulations! You could say there was a woman head coach, uh, but they lost. Now women and nothing for nothing. Just you know, just state facts. Just that's all we do here on this on the morning show. We just state facts. Women zero, losers three. Yes, if you want to go back to the female bandy kicker, bandy uh, was the most football game that she partaked in by a combined eighty-three to seventeen score. Now they get their ass kicked by the Lakers.
0: AB in double
1: digits. That one's off the rim. Rebound Kuzma. We got players down like bowling pitches. Lakers have
0: numbers. Here they come. Schroeder attacks. Schroeder all the way. Easy layup with the finger roll. Oh, i tell you something now. Popovich is not very happy. You can see him <laughs> seething through the mask. He is not very happy. One of these officials have an ear. Well, not, not just one, a few of them, he, as he thinks. DeRozan possibly got fouled, but he also thinks that Eubanks got pushed. He got kicked out. Huh? See you later. What? I think he'll take over. Yeah, Becky Hammond's going to take over.
1: Ah oh, yes, Spurs Radio Network with the call. Bagels and Bad Beats on this Thursday morning. Yet, but old Becky took over again. I'm not making any judgment. I'm just here to lay the facts out. Becky Hammond takes over, and the Spurs lose. Uh, We get a female uh, kicker for Vanderbilt. They lose 41 to nothing. We get a female kicker for Vanderbilt and they get their ass kicked the following week, 43, 17. So I I don't, you know, just tallying up the scoreboard and it says, uh, you know, women uh, zero and uh, opposition three and the uh, black cloud with Sarah Fuller. Oh, by the way, Uh, you know, little, little story that the media failed to uh, really highlight that she's no longer with Vanderbilt. Well, what do you mean? Um, you know, she was just on the club two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, she transferred already. Uh, she's going to go play soccer for North Texas. So all this fanfare that she got in the Vanderbilt program and the Vanderbilt, and oh, by the way, the head coach got fired in Vandy. Did we fail to mention that the, the week after that uh, he put her in there? <clears throat> so, uh, again, recapping, uh, Vandy loses 41 nothing to Missouri. They get the their ass kicked, uh, you know, 41 or 43-17 the following week. Uh, to Tennessee, the head coach gets fired, the play by play voice of Bandy gets fired as well. Uh, and now Becky takes over San Antonio, and uh, the Spurs get their ass kicked by the Lakers by double digits at home. So, yeah, way, way to go, women. You really gotta really rally and cry behind those performances. So, but again. Just the facts. You know, you can tell me Vandy football team stinks. You know, maybe. You want to tell me the Spurs aren't as good as the Lakers? Maybe. But, you know, the Lakers lost at home the night before, or two nights ago anyway, to to Portland. So they are capable of being beat last time I checked. Again, I just state the fact. You can decipher them any which way you want. I'm not making any judgment at all. All I'm telling you is 0-3 so far. 844-843-6879. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. I don't get to – we'll get run down the NBA since we're doing the NBA. Why not? Uh, we look at the action. Last, our system hit 2-0. You know, we had a little bit of a setback uh, two days ago when we went 0-3 with our system. But the system came in big. If you're a podcast subscriber, you know what the system is. And I told you it yesterday for you special radio listeners only. We play on teams that played the night before when they're playing a team that was off the night before. Uh, Yes. And you heard that right. I know it doesn't make sense. You know, why would you play on the team that played the night before? Wouldn't you play on the team that was off taking on a team that's playing two games in two nights? No, not the first month, month and a half of the NBA season. Been following this for, for several years and uh, religiously like the last three or four, but I've noticed it over, you know, the course of 15, 20 years um, that, Whenever a team first month, month and a half of a season is playing back to back. I don't know why. Maybe they're just more prepared. Maybe they're more in tune. Maybe they're, you know, it works out especially like the prime, prime spot is when the team loses the first game. And then as an underdog, the second game, that's like the ideal circle, those games. So we had two situations last night. Celtics played the night before. And they were taking on a Grizzlies team, which I didn't understand this line anyway. Now, uh, as it turned out, uh, uh, Tatum did play. There was some thought that he wouldn't because he's got a busted finger. Uh, But he did play last night. Jalen Brown had 42 for the Seas, who are only a five, six-point favorite over the Grizzlies without John Morant. I mean, I listen. You and I, we we could have Topeka High suit up in Celtic uniforms, and I would lay five, six at home against Memphis without Morant. I mean, that line was way out of way. That that was a stupid line. Celtics should have been a double digit favorite. So, but they end up winning by nineteen, going away easy to ching ching winner. Uh, and then we had the Clippers last night, who played two nights ago. Same thing. Now, that they won two nights ago, so there wasn't like an ideal spot. But the Clippers were only a three-point favorite. Same thing, a three-point favorite at home. Now, I know they didn't know if Kawhi Leonard was going to play or not. As it turned out, he did. Because he's got his uh, busted face that he got the, an elbow to the his teeth, uh, and he scored 28 points, and they, they knock off of the Jailblazers Blazers 128, 105. So, two absolute easy, easy, no sweat wins, leading from start to finish. Clippers were up uh, 11 after the first quarter, never threatened. Celtics up 20 plus in the second quarter, never seriously threatened. So, those were two easy winners. So, we're back on track with our system. It's now 7 and 5. Not great. Um, but considering we were zero and three, we're in a little bit of a, a, a run there, of uh, in a little bit of a hole. Uh, went five and one on Sunday, then zero and two. Uh, and the one game didn't count because it's the Nets and they were sitting everybody. Uh, so really, Owen won. And then we went Owen three two days ago. So back on track uh, with 2-0 last night with the Clips and Celtics. Uh, Lakers, I said, beat the Spurs 121-107. LeBron scores uh, 26 points. He's now scored double digits, 10 points or more in 1,000 straight games. That's an NBA record. Kudos for him. It was his birthday yesterday. See, again. Uh, although let me just double check on that because it said he gave himself a birthday present, but let me just make sure and see if that was his actual birthday. But that that's one of those things that, yeah, it was see, you know, when you have time now, I like the Lakers anyway, because they were coming off a loss. And, and I said this on the podcast. I don't think we brought it up yesterday on the, on the radio show, but I said, we were going to find out about this Lakers team attitude in games like this. What's so special about this game with the Spurs? Well, they lost the day before at home, or two days, the game before, two days ago. Uh, They they lost at home to Portland. And, you know, while you're going to lose some games from time to time, it's what happens the next game. You know, are the Lakers taking the regular season seriously? Because if they are, then they're going to respond the next game. You know, you lose at home to an inferior club like Portland. If you don't respond that next game— that means you don't care about the regular season. You know, it's been a long last season and it'll be a long this season. They know what they're going to make their gravy in the postseason. So you could see a team, especially the Lakers, some veteran players poo pooing it. So I said, you know, let's see what happens last night with the Laker team. If they win. Okay. we'll, Well, you know, they'll show you a little something. And if they don't, when, then they'll show you that they really don't care. And I, and I said, I would not bet the Lakers ever again, at least not until we got to the postseason. I, I just wouldn't, because you couldn't try to count on them. And they were only a five-and-a-half-point favorite. So. But the little nugget was it was LeBron's birthday last night say that he was not going to lose on his birthday. But, again if you had the time to do the research and right now I don't with the NFL. Once the NFL regular season is done, I'll have a lot 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 more time for this stuff. And I, and I will not let stuff like this pass you by. It's the third game now in two nights, right? We we missed out on on two absolutely easy winners yesterday or 2 days ago. And while we did give you two winners yesterday with our system, you should have been on the Lakers as well cuz LeBron, I'd like to know what his record is. On games in which he's played on his birthday, which it was last night, he's not. Listen, what it guarantees you is LeBron's going to give you his A effort, and LeBron's A effort means Anthony Davis's A effort, which means the Lakers A effort, which means they're going to win nine times out of ten. And laying only five, five and a half, which the line was last night, boy, that was an easy winner. Uh, that was an, and then you throw out Popovich got kicked out of the game. That would, there's no way LeBron was moving to the Spurs and not after losing the day before on his birthday, boy, three real easy, easy winners and really four. this is more of a hunch, but it's a smart play. It doesn't always work out, but Miami beat the Bucs 119 108. Why is that a smart one? Because this was one of those back to back games that the NBA has, right? Bucks played the Heat two nights ago and they played again last night. And the Bucks won by 47 two nights ago. There's no way in the world. Now, you know, Miami's a halfway decent team. You may not buy into their NBA Finals trip last year, but they're a pretty good basketball team. There's no way. Anytime a team loses by 47, next time out, they're going to be prepared to play like the Clippers two nights ago. I mean, that's just an automatic play. And I know it's the Bucs and all that other stuff, but as a gambler, you got to follow that system. It uh, There's just no way that team is not going to respond after being embarrassed. So lo and behold, Miami beats the Bucks 119-108. How about this? You know, the Milwaukee Bucks are two and three. And not, not the end of the world, right? I understand that, but. Uh they have 3 losses after 5 games. So what? Well, uh last year they didn't have 3 losses until they reached their 27th game. They were 24 and 3 last year. 24 and 3. And now they're 2 and 3 this year. What a difference a year makes! Is this the you know the the way things are going to go uh, for the Bucks this year? I don't know. You wouldn't think so. You'd think they would come out flying after being upset in the postseason last year, but already as many losses this year in five games as they had last year in twenty-seven. Remarkable. Uh, Nets win last night, uh, one forty-five to one forty-one. Uh, Durant with thirty-three. Kyrie played. Trey Young thirty points for the Hawks. Uh, So nice job by the Nets, although they did not cover the spread, the modest number of just five. You would have thought they would have won with those two guys playing, but they did not. And uh, maybe the surprising score out of all last night is Charlotte beat Dallas one eighteen ninety nine in Dallas. Again, no fans, but still 12 points for the Mavs, 12 in the third quarter. I mean, how is that possible? With Luka and Porzingis and company, they get 12 stinking points against the Hornets. We're now two and two. You know, after uh, after uh, having a surprising season last year, Charlotte for the first half, anyway, uh, nice decent little start. Two and two to the year uh, this year. So, and the Mass fall to one and three. They're just the other way. LaBello Ball, uh, twenty-two points, eight rebounds, and five assists. So, not a not a bad game for the uh, the Charlotte uh, Bobcat Hornets, uh, whatever nickname that they want to use. And, and once again, you know, we've heard this a thousand times. But uh, Philadelphia new head coach, Doc River, says he doesn't care about Ben Simmons not taking shots. Simmons is averaging only 10 shots a game, his lowest of his uh, short little career, averaged 11.5 and a half a game yesterday, or last year. And River says, I don't care. Uh, I'll let you guys talk about that. I just want Ben keeping to play good defense and and running our team and, and winning games, which they are. They're three and one. But wait, well, it's a sable, sable with Ben Simmons. It's amazing. I, I don't know if we're trying to elevate him to a status that he just does not deserve because of how high he was picked and all the hype he had coming in. You know, he actually wasn't really great at LSU in college. The one year he played which was basically a half a season. And we keep on waiting for him to be this super, super, superstar player. And, uh, you know, so far it's really not happening. Um, The team is winning. I think he's an integral part of their success. But are they going to be able to win on a big-time level? I don't know. You know, when he continues to really just want to be, you know, basically a facilitator, but that team needs some scoring, you know, that they need him to step up in big spots and he's just not doing it. So, um, you know, very weird, very, very weird. Indeed. Speaking of weird, got to take a break in here, uh, but I want to get to this next hour. and I, It's a story that just refuses to go away. It, it really does. Ron Rivera, Redskins, the potatoes, uh, head coach, uh, talked about releasing you know, Dwayne Haskins yesterday as they're preparing for their big game against Philadelphia Sunday night. He was asked about it. He gave some answers. And uh, I got to tell you, I got to take my brother into the task here in Washington as they did an absolutely lousy, lousy job asking him about Not releasing Haskins. That's coming up right here. Favors the Bad Beats on Thursday morning with
0: Scott Wilson.
1: bagels and bad beats on a uh thursday morning oh do i got a story for you i'm i'm sitting on in this i i just i'm gonna wait Uh, i'll get it because i really i don't want to rush into it uh so we're gonna get into it next hour but i cannot believe what I saw and heard yesterday, this is going to shock you. It's going to change the world. It is going to raise the national debt. It is going to put people into despair. It's going to bankrupt people. You're going to lose your homes. You're going to lose your houses. You're going to lose your cars. You're going to lose your family. Divorce rate is going to go up. When I tell you the news I heard yesterday, it is going to be the end of the world as we know it. How about that for a tease, huh? So I got into a car accident. Uh, we'll get that at next hour. <laughs> it's so important we, we can't tell you right now. So I got into a car accident. Some old lady rammed into me naturally day before Christmas, right? Doing some last minute shopping, sitting in the car, sitting at a red light. And this lady just whacks me, Just just runs right into me. You know, I'm all ready to yell and scream, and as I get out of the car, I find out it's an 85-year-old woman. Ugh, what are you going to do? Well, you know, am I going to yell and scream? Not, not even Mr. Vegas. It's true. He's going to be that cool and cold-hearted, especially during Christmas time, right? I'm all set to yell and scream and beat up somebody. turns out it's an 85-year-old lady. So uh, what are you going to do? So it's been a rough uh, rough show for ladies here on the program. So I got one of the rent-to-cars anyway. It's one of those dopey cars that shuts off when you get to a light and you stop. I mean, that, I don't know what Burbrain designed that car, but I got to tell you, that is the stupidest thing. It, it is annoying to no end. Every time you get at a stoplight, a red light, you just pause. The, the engine shuts off. It just shuts off, and then it starts back up again. But that is the dumbest thing in the world. is that! I would never do that to this and I would never find it.
0: Non-stop Live
1: Odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. What are you not gonna listen?